Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of The Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Casting Angles with Mac Brown. How you doing, Mac? I'm doing great, Marvin. How you doing? As always, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble and uh, just kind of curious. I mean, we're in that kind of, you know, tail end of the hatches for the spring and kind of moving into summer stuff. What are you seeing on the water? We're still seeing a few bugs here and there, um, some caddis. We got a little bit of mayfly activity still in these cloudy days. We'll have some blue wings. And really, there's starting to be a lot of terrestrials stirring. We're starting to see inchworms um, in the park. I was up there last week, a couple of days, starting to see the green inchworms coming off the trees, ants and beetles, and all that's going to become a hot commodity the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of important to think about that sort of stuff because, you know, the fast food restaurant's getting ready to get picked over pretty well the first weekend in June, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that first Saturday is when these will open up and they'll have, you know, kids only water till 12 noon for all the delayed harvest across the state. And uh, then after 12 noon, it'll be open, open to harvest for all ages. Yeah. And it'll be a little bit different. I mean, you'll still have fish that'll last in the tuck for a long time because it's hard for people to get in there and fish them out like some of the other smaller pieces of water that are in the DH system. But, you know, kind of what you're talking about, seeing fewer hatches. I mean, we know you know, unless something crazy happens at some point, you know, hopefully later than sooner, the water is going to start to really get low and clear. And so we're going to have to start to talk about changing things up a little bit. That's right. It's going to get lower and it's going to get warmer. And when that happens, then water temperature is going to become one of the biggest priorities. You know, come June, July, it's going to be really taking water temps a lot. Using those underwater springs, there's a lot of underwater springs in Western Carolina. And knowing where those are is a huge, huge advantage. You learn, you can learn those wet waiting, you know, in the summer, but it's tough to learn those if you, people are in waders most of the time. But that's one of the reasons I still like wet waiting better. When it's, you know, the heat of, heat of summer, late spring, I'd rather feel the water temperature change, you know, instantly than be covered up with waders and it's hot out and sweat. And I don't know why people wear waders, to be honest, in the summer months, but I know it's popular. Yeah, but it's not with the local people up here. Most of the local people I know, none of them are waders in the summer. Yeah, and the interesting thing too is even if you don't wet wait, if you fished a piece of water in the winter time and then you found those fish potted up, pretty likely right. that's where a spring is in the summertime. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and where, where there's a lot of them is Nantahala has a lot of underwater springs, and that's where that's where we really hone in on those in the extreme temperature of winter and summer has, has become gold, you know, knowing where those are. Yeah. And we talk about changing things up and, you know, when you say terrestrials, it always makes me think about that. Cause kind of one of the things I do, particularly when I fish the South Holston and I need a change up is I'll fish a beetle. Right. And it's just something that, um, they don't see a lot. Right. And you and I were talking before we started recording, you know, particularly on a piece of water, like the tuck that gets a lot of fishing pressure, and, you know, out west, too, I mean, if you talk to guides out there, they'll tell you that um, fish get used to getting stung with the flavor of the month and they'll stop eating it. That's right. That's what happens even on, you know, small, small wild streams up here. Like, a lot of those, a lot of those we have to work on day after day. And it's nice knowing that you're the one that worked it the day before because you know what you did and you know exactly what to do different the next day, the next day, because you know who fished it. So it makes it kind of easy if you're working the same, you know, the same beat of water 
then you know what, you know, if you, if you used a jig, a jig pattern one day or dead drift of nymph the day before, you can go in there and do something totally different, like throw a dry fly or swing a wet fly up near the surface and then use that and you'll find the tactics work better, you know, by doing, doing something, a dramatic change, you know, drastic change rather than little bitty step. Yeah. And we even talked about that too, like not just the difference between nymphing and dry fly, but you know, kind of the change up, like throwing the beetle. Um, but also like if there's a hatch and you know, you can't seem to match it sometimes fishing a, a dry fly, that's not like crazy different, but a little bit different will be the kind of the game changer for you. Or, you know, I know a lot of folks that on like big blanket hatches will fish some kind of streamer, uh, to basically catch some of the bigger fish that are trying to eat some of the little guys that have kind of, you know, forgot that there are big guys out there. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think when there's that kind of activity, the, the dinner bell's gone off. And I think a lot of times I think it's easy that people overthink it. You know what I mean? When they're really activated and the fish are all in a feeding, like a frenzy going on, I think you can get away with a lot of things at that, in at that kind of condition. Yeah. You know what I mean? When they're all up like wet fly, especially like I would rather probably throw triple wets in that condition, but, but yeah, you, you could you could do a streamer too, or tandem double streamer rig could could work wonders too. Yeah, and you're talking when you say double rig, you're really talking about cut, what people do where they're like they'll throw they'll basically the first fly will be a large streamer and there'll be a small streamer. Well, actually, it's the other way around, right? Small streamer in front and then yeah. you trail the big streamer off the back. So you know they think it's a little guy uh, running for his life, right? Yeah, yeah, that that's a really good tactic. And I used to keep records of that a lot on the upper years ago in the eighties, early nineties. And it's, it's an amazing difference running the double tandem rig over a single streamer. And it's a huge difference as far as productivity. It's not cause there's two that it's twice as good. It's not about that at all. I think it's more about what you just described of, you know, you're, re- you're reinventing the, the food chain, which looks realistic because that happens quite often, you know, with the larger fish going after a bait fish. And I think that's what it boils down to. Yeah. What gets the attention, you know? Yeah. And, you know, also too, I know you, uh, you just finished up, a a school. You got any more schools heading into the dog days of summer? Mm, the next school, the next casting school is going to be in September. And there's a bunch of little mini clinics throughout the, like June, July with, uh, like the cover, like weekend wet fly, nymphing, dry fly. I mean, it just goes over each, each school is dedicated to a particular you know, tactic, and we're going to run a bunch of those weekend schools starting up in a couple of weeks. But there won't be any week-long schools till October now. Gotcha. But that's a pretty good thing too, right? Because, I mean, it's kind of, you know, particularly as it gets a lot warmer and you kind of want to be outside and do something, but the fishing generally tends not to be super. Probably not a bad thing right. to do to come visit you and hang out at a school and uh, visit the brewery and all that kind of good stuff. Oh yeah, that's that's about to get really popular here in town coming up. I mean, it's it's starting. I mean, we're starting to see a lot of influx. Like the national park opened up the campground a couple of weeks ago, and starting to see all these campgrounds getting getting full now. And there's there's a lot of people up here already. I think it'll get really big once school gets out. Two more weeks or so, you'll start to see a huge difference in numbers of people here. Yeah, I'll stay away until the fall. 
you won't you you won't you you won't see me until the leaves fall off the trees so um i'll go do some i'll go find some other spots but yeah that i i don't do if i won't go to montana between memorial day and labor day i'm not coming to western north carolina um yeah in the in the thick (laughs) of it either um that's right but, uh, but you know, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. You can email them to me. You can DM either of us on social media. We'd love to answer your questions. And this is really something that we want to do for you and, you know, Mac, uh, for your kind of weekend schools. You know, I know you'll take people out uh, on a guide trip and, you know, people can uh, come out and, you know, maybe after it cools off in the summertime about 7 o'clock, meet you for a casting lesson. Where can they find you and, and book you for all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, MacBrownFlyFish.com is probably the easiest. There's also a Facebook account, MacBrownFlyFish, and then Instagram, all the same name. And just to throw in there, I'm I'm doing this. I told Marvin, I mean, we talked about standing here on the banks of the tuck, and uh, here's a good bug thing for, for everybody. I, I'm standing here watching. There's a Perilla Day stonefly. That's a little chartreuse green, like size 18 three of those just come off and then of course we're starting to get the the yellow sallies there's a lot of nice yellow sallies going on i'm seeing several of those come up off the water right now so that's a good sign yeah absolutely and you know folks uh you owe it to yourself before uh, we lose the water and it gets too hot particularly if you're chasing trout to get out there and catch a few tight lines everybody tight lines mac tight lines marvin <laughs> <laughs>